It's good to be back on Search the Scriptures today. We want to welcome all of our listeners. We're so thankful that you're there. You are a great encouragement to us. We take our time with you on this program on a daily basis very seriously. We want to be here to help you understand God's Word better, more fully, more deeply, and help you come to a richer, fuller understanding of what those teachings really are, because they are vital to your spiritual well-being and ultimately your eternal destiny. When we come together and search the scriptures, it's not just to fill a time slot in a radio schedule. It's not just to use up some money that's been allotted in a church budget. It is to really do what we believe is the best thing that we can do to help you, and that is to teach you God's word accurately and effectively, and bottom line, to bring God glory in the process. We hope that as we come together each day and we study these valuable teachings and truths from the scriptures, that your knowledge in God is growing stronger and deeper, and that as that happens, your faith is growing stronger and deeper and richer. And that should happen because faith, as we continue to emphasize, comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And as your faith grows stronger, then you should come closer to God. And you should become better equipped to make your decision to come to God all the way through Christ for forgiveness and salvation. That is our prayer for you. Dennis Stackhouse, good to be back with you today, brother. Thank you, Gary. It's wonderful for me to be on the program with you today as well. And I'd like to also welcome those who are listening to Search the Scriptures. As always, we're very pleased you've made the decision to tune into the program and do hope the time that we spend together in God's Word today will be of benefit for you and for your life. Boy, what a, what a wonderful thing it is to contemplate, Gary. As our listeners continue to be with us here on Search the Scriptures, I often think about the fact that they're introduced to the idea that God loves them more than perhaps they'll ever realize. That God loves them to the point that he was willing to send his only son to this world to take on the form of a man, to go through all the trials, all the temptations, all the difficulties that every one of us face in this physical realm, and yet to live a life of perfection. And then, when his life was coming to a close, physically speaking, he was on the cross at Calvary. And you know, we've said before, of all the people in this world who ever have lived or who are living or whoever will live, the one person who should not have been on that cross was the one who ended up there, and that was Jesus Christ. And of course, we understand he was there by his own choice and by the fact that he loved us that much. He was willing to give his life for ours to pay a price that we could never pay so that we might have the opportunity for the forgiveness of our sins and the guilt of them and to look forward to an eternal home in heaven with God and with him. That kind of love, boy, is that magnificent. Amen. It really is. Now, we need to do something about that love. We do. Yes, God has made it available for us. He's demonstrated it. He first loved us, as the scriptures tell us. Now it's inherent upon us, as you said, to do something about that. We need to love him. 
We do. And not just a verbal love, not mm-hmm. just uh, some kind of warm, fuzzy feeling of love, but we need to love him to the point of living for him. And we that actually, is obedient faithfulness. There you go. Exactly what I was thinking. We demonstrate that through our obedience and faithfulness to God. And we're talking about that in this particular study. We're going to finish this up today, I believe. We're going to continue and then conclude this study on setting our mind or our heart on God. Mm -hmm. In Matthew chapter 22, verses 35 through 38, Jesus is asked a question, Mm -hmm. which is the great commandment in the law? Yes. And his answer is? We're to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. Now that encompasses every bit of a person's being. It really does. With all of our heart, if you want to look at that as emotions, with all of our mind, there's the intellect. Mm -hmm. With all of our soul, there's the spiritual side of us. Yes, with everything we are, everything we have, everything we ever hope to be, we're to love God. Yes. Now, we need to have our heart, but we're talking about not just a feeling here. We're talking about a that that emotional essence of us, but also we're talking about the mental capacity of understanding mm-hmm. what we're doing. Yes. And so there's the, the intellect as well, the mind. Mm-hmm. We need to set our heart, our mind on God. We do. It was interesting in our, in our last program, and we kind of, for a few programs, we laid some groundwork here and we talked about how important it is to have the right focus in our lives. Mm-hmm. And that starts from within, doesn't it? It certainly does. And there is our heart or our mind set on God. Mm-hmm. Now, when we understand that principle, then we, we come down to the application. Right. And we began looking at Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 17 in our last program. And we noted, after reading through that, we noted that this is something of a formula for setting our hearts on God. Yes. Now we made that point and then we read through it and then we began looking at specific sections of that text. Mm -hmm. In the first two verses, we have two statements there that say essentially the same thing, Mm -hmm. that we need to set our hearts or our minds on God. Yes. In uh, verse one, Paul said, seek those things which are above. And then in verse two, He said, set your mind on things above. Both of those are basically parallel statements. Certainly. And it demonstrates an active decision and then a Mm follow-through on the part of the individual. Yes, it does. You have to make up your mind. Yes. And then, having made up your mind, you have to follow through with Mm -hmm. the proper action. That's right. Set your mind. Seek those things which are above. Mm Mm-hmm. Set your mind on things above. Now, in the next two verses, verses 3 and 4, where we were when we concluded in our last program, you died and your life is hidden with God, with Christ in God. Mm-hmm. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Yes. Now there, the, the message, I believe, is that when you become a Christian, truly become a Christian, and your heart, your mind is set on those things above, on the spiritual side, and on eternity, on living for God faithfully and in a dedicated way. Well, then 
you've given up your life. Yes. Yes. You've turned right. it over to God. Correct. You've turned it over to your Lord. Mm -hmm. In fact, we looked at Galatians 2 and verse 20, where Paul speaks along those very lines, I have been crucified with Christ. Yes. Then he goes on and says, nevertheless, I live. He's talking about physically. Mm -hmm. But the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. His life was no longer his own, but he had turned his life over to the Lord. He'd made a conscious choice. Yes. And he was following through. He was living his life mm -hmm. to serve the Lord. Yes, he was. And that's where we ought to be today. Mm -hmm. Now let's go on and let's look at verses 5 through 10 of Colossians chapter 3. Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and to put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Paul gives one of these lists, and he does this a number of times in his various letters, mm -hmm. where he gives a list of sinful practices and lifestyles that will essentially keep a person out of heaven. Yes, that's right. And in this particular text, now again, we've seen this, we're, we're kind of uh, identifying this text, the first 17 verses of, of Colossians chapter 3, as laying out a formula for or as to how to set our minds on God. So here he says, here's some things you're going to have to give up. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to turn away from. Right. These things can no longer be in your life. Mm -hmm. I know some people would read through this list and say, well, that's not part of my life or that one's not. I've never done that. Well, okay. He's, even this is not an all-inclusive list. It's simply no. representative. Yes, that's correct. And he's very strong as he begins this listing, Gary, in that first phrase of verse 5. He says, therefore, put to death your members which are involved in these things. There can be no doubt that Paul is saying, listen, you've done this in the past. You need to stop. Yes. Succinctly put, he's saying, stop it. Exactly. And then the listing, fornication, these are things on the earth or of the earth. Mm -hmm. Fornication, sexual immorality, in other words, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, idolatry. Um, then he goes on and, and starts to hit that kind of list again in verse 8, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language, lying, all of these things, he says. You've got to let go of these things. That's right. But now someone might say, ah, but he didn't say everything. <laughs> well, no, he didn't say bank robbing in there. No, he didn't. But certainly the, the message is anything like this. Mm -hmm. In fact, when you go back to Galatians chapter 5 and you look at verses 19 through 21, this may be the longest of all of these lists of, of works of the flesh, as Paul calls them there, in, of all of his letters. And notice what he says there, Dennis. Mm -hmm. 
adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries. And that's still not all of them, is it? No, it isn't. He concludes that list by saying, and the like. In other words, anything that is like these kinds of sinful practices. That's right. Anything that would be ungodliness, that mm -hmm. would be sinful, that would mm -hmm. be unrighteous, that would be a way of living that is in disharmony with God's will for your life. Right. So all of those things, he says, will keep you out of heaven. That's right. Anyone who is practicing these kinds of things, he says, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Right. In other words, he won't be in heaven. That's right. So that's what Paul's trying to get across here in Colossians chapter 3 and verses 5 through 10. You've got to put these things to death. These practices, and that's very strong, as you said, put mm -hmm. them to death. Yes. Eliminate them from your, from your lifestyle. Right. Because, as he says there, um, the wrath of God follows the sons of disobedience. Mm -hmm. Those who are living these kinds of lifestyles, who are exercising these kinds of practices in their lives, God's wrath is going to be on these individuals. Yes, exactly right. Judgment, in other words, punishment. Judgment, yes. And notice that, again, these are not just some of the kinds of sins that a lot of people might say, oh, yeah, that's a big one. That's a big, bad one. Well, they're all big and bad. Mm -hmm. But anger, wrath, mm -hmm. filthy language, mm -hmm. lying. Mm -hmm. See, all of those are listed there. Yes, they are. Not just murder, not just adultery, not mm -hmm. just all kinds of sexual immorality, but even sins of the tongue here. Mm -hmm. That's right. And the mindset. Yes. All of these, all of these will be punished by God's wrath. Now, notice that he says, you, all, getting rid of these from your life, putting them to death, eliminating mm -hmm. them, mm -hmm. is putting off the old man with his deeds. Right. As though you would take off a garment <laughs> yes. and lay it aside. You don't wear that anymore. That's right. These things you're taking off of your life, taking them out of your life, mm -hmm. and throwing them down, and you don't live with them anymore. Yes. And it's interesting too, Gary, just prior to that in verse 7, he tells his readers, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. So he is addressing a group of Christians who had been guilty of these practices at one point in their lives. These very practices. These very practices. And Paul says, you've changed that. Yes. And these are the same kinds of things that mankind struggles with in every generation. Yeah, there's no difference. No difference. Now, then he says, in contrast to taking off these things, mm -hmm. taking them out of your life as though you were taking off a filthy garment and laying it aside, he says, now put on, put on the new man mm -hmm. who is renewed in the knowledge, in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. You put on a new man. You put on a new lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You take up a new way of life that is directed by the teachings of God's word. Yes, 
And that's precisely in harmony with what Paul said in Galatians 2, verse 20. He'd been crucified with Christ, and the life that he was now living was in harmony with faithfulness to God. Yes. So our formula is being laid out. The first two verses, we've got to set our mind. We've got to make up our mind. Verses 3 and 4, we have to understand that my life, when I become a Christian, is no longer mine. Mm -hmm. It belongs to the Lord. Yes. Number 3, verses 5 through 10, you've got to put some things out of your life. You can no longer live in sin. Yes. Now let's look at verses 12 through 14. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another. Even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. So in verses 5 through 10, these are some things we're to put off. Mm -hmm. They're part of the old man, the old way we used to live. Yes. Now, then we're to put on the new man in verse 10. And in verses 12 through 14, this gives us some of the characteristics of that new man, that new way of life. Mm -hmm. That's we're right. to put on, you know, first we're to be holy mm -hmm. and we're to put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. Mm -hmm. We're to bear with one another. We're to be forgiving. Mm -hmm. And uh, we need to also put on love. In right. fact, he says, above all these things, put on love. Right. All of these things need to become incorporated into our lives as now faithful Christians. That's right. Very, very important. Let's look at verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. So when we set our mind on things above, make up our mind, and when we understand I'm no longer living my life just for me, now I've given it over to Christ, and we've learned I cannot live in these kinds of sinful practices any longer, mm -hmm. I need to take up the Christian character that are described in verses, that is described in verses 12 through 14. Mm -hmm. So I'm to be this new man now. Well, okay. Then that kind of lifestyle, that kind of mindset is going to lead me to be able to share in the peace of God. Right. And Paul says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7, some pretty heady things about that peace of God. He does. There we read, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Peace of God, which passes all understanding. Mm -hmm. Very difficult to describe it to it somebody is. who has not experienced it. Absolutely. And that, that experience is only there in Christ, mm -hmm. only for the one who has become a Christian. And that peace will keep us. Yes, it does. The anchorous. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Wonderful. It well, is. let's come back to Colossians 3. And now let's look at verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So a key to setting our minds on God, our hearts on God properly, 
is going to be God's word. It We've is. got to learn how to do that, what that means from God's word. Absolutely. It's not just going to come to us floating through the air. Not at all. We've got to turn to God's word mm -hmm. and study those teachings. Mm -hmm. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, Paul says that very thing, doesn't he? Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. And so he says, diligently study God's word. Mm -hmm. Be a student of God's word and make the proper applications to your life. In Philippians 1 and verse 9, what do we read? And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. So our love for God needs to abound, but... Again, that love is going to be guided by God's teachings, and that's where the knowledge comes from, and yes, discernment. Absolutely. We've got to learn that from God's Word. Mm -hmm. Now, let's come back to Colossians 3, and let's look at that last verse in this formula, verse 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Here's probably, we could look at this as a test, a self-test. Okay, if I have truly set my mind on God, on things above, verses 1 and 2, mm -hmm. if I have come to understand that it's no longer my life alone, I'm living it for the Lord now, verses 3 and 4, and in making that decision, I have given up all of these worldly practices, I've taken them off out of my life as I would cast off a dirty garment, and I have incorporated in my life these things of, that, that will make for good Christian character, and that's verses 12 through 14. I put on a new life. I'm a new person now. Mm -hmm. Well, then I'm going to find that peace mm -hmm. from God, and I'm going to find all of the ways to do this and what all of this means by studying his word. Mm -hmm. Then... I can look to my life and I can ask myself, am I really properly centered on God? Mm -hmm. Am I truly living my life for the Lord? Yes. Am I that new person in Christ? That's the self-test. It is. If I can answer affirmatively to that, then I follow the formula pretty well. If at verse 17, I look and I say, no, I don't have the peace of God. No, I have not given up these worldly practices. No, I'm really not living completely for the Lord. Then we need to go back to the formula yes. and make the proper applications. Mm -hmm. So the question for each one of us today is where is your mind? Where is your heart? Where is your life really set? And each one of us needs to be honest. And only we can make that final statement as to the answer to all of those questions. Uh, is your life really focused on God? Or are you still living with your main focus on the world and worldly things? Important questions we all need to investigate on an individual basis. Because they are questions that will point us to our eternal destiny, mm -hmm. heaven or hell. Right. We'd love for our listeners to contact us right away and ask for that free Bible study, and you can learn what that focus is all about and how to change your life 
with God's help through his teachings. Why don't you contact us right away?